SLA and chill, something like a big deal. <laughs> Just three laid back guys who swallowed their pride and partnered up, kind of like Voltron, we leveled up. On a mission to be the best podcast in the galaxy. Boy, don't come trying to test me. Knowledge on point, game on better. <laughs> Boy, coming real clever. We could talk about sports, love, or life. It's all good. Get up on the podcast and rock the mic right. It's no mystery why your old favorite podcast is now history. SLA, chill, we the big deal, and I know you feeling it. Sam Logan and Aaron boy, ooh, we killing it. We giving you a little bit of everything. We got that football knowledge, man. Ooh, and some comedy, man. I do my own shit. I'm like my own stunt double, man. Ooh, backwards flip on that ass. I'm jumping around, ducking and dodging haters. It's all good, baby boy. Come and get these vapors. SLA and chill. What's good? What's good, bro? Okay. Not much. He sent me snaps. I don't know where you. I don't know where you're sending me snaps, but ain't getting no. What you up to doing? Not a darn thing. Just got a call from the. Uh, owner this dispensary man i'm kind of gonna keep his name private but i think our, our podcast is gonna be sponsored by the dispensary here soon uh oh, that's what's up yeah man uh what's this segment we talking about anyway Shoot. it was just kind of like a, we already talked about our y'all gonna talk oh. about game of thrones and stuff like uh, that yeah well while he's not on the phone let me go ahead and pub some of our uh, awesome followers on our IG page that been responding back to our polls and stuff like that. I'll okay. talk about one of the local uh, Bleach Report actually put this out, asking what about some possible destinations for uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, PTR Fitness on Instagram, he said that he would even like to see him at the Knicks or to stay where he at in Golden State. Uh, w Star S T A R R eleven. From Instagram said he either wanted him to go to the, the the Clippers or the Knicks. What is this? Mark Benitez24 said either the Knicks or Brooklyn. 80 underscore TWOMH. He said Brooklyn. And uh I think that's all of that. But uh D underscore reg, he uh been responding back oh, to man. a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I just wanted to give some of those people some uh, props. I told him I was gonna shout them out on the episode. You know, you shout people out on episodes that hopefully they go listen, you know? <laughs> hey, I say KD needs to go to the Spurs and uh, <laughs> bring in some more rings, man. I'd be nice. I don't know if we got the money to pay him, though. All right. Oh, we got rid of Paul Paul's contract. How do you see that big old bug? Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Yeah, you know, I, that's that's wishful thinking. That's a lot of wishful thinking. A lot of wishful thinking. That's just like me saying I'm coming back to OKC. So uh, we just going to be easy, man, and just, you know, we gonna, it's going to be interesting. We're going to have a KD watch. 
<laughs> when they, yeah, I don't know KD watch. It sound like it. You might as well. time watching my oh. closet, but like, man, I've been getting some followers on uh, my Instagram on Elevated Thoughts Instagram. I'm gonna see if she can. I'm gonna see if this chick here can uh, start following us on uh, SLA. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna go ahead and send you a picture real quick. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, y'all. I'm sorry. We had to. We gotta get our listeners up, man. We gotta get some women listeners as well. <laughs> so we gonna start right here. <laughs> Wait a minute, Miss Alaskan Dodd you know, Dream. Game of Thrones esque. <laughs> oh right. Oh. So what's this segment again, Logan? Go ahead, my Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, we got. Now, Aaron's got to leave the room, so his bitch ass don't. Yeah, yeah, Aaron has not listened to or watched any episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah, get your ass off the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get you a drink. This is SNL. Go go have you an any day rose break. Sure. Don't be a bitch. Don't make me sound like I'm alcoholic. Nah, man, we, that's our sponsor, bro. We can't. We, we, we got a pub, man. Any day, Rose, yeah. baby. All right, I'll talk. Any day, Rose. Any day. We, 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 ain't, we ain't gonna be that long, man. We just, I fucking feel like I was let down, bro. To be quite honest with you, man. Uh, the, the way they did Daenerys. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, okay. I got too many problems with this shit. It's like, it's like after they ran out of George R. R. Martin shit, they just kind of... It's like the writers just wanted to tell a story and they didn't want to stay true to the characters. Like, the biggest... like In season one, if you go all the way back, like the worst kept secret was that Ned Stark was going to die. And you know what happened? He fucking died. You didn't have Arya run out of the background to stab somebody in the head or in the stomach. You didn't have Jon Snow riding in on a dragon. What what you knew was going to happen fucking happened. It wasn't this bullshit that they've decided they're going to do every episode where it's like, we're going to make you think the story's going this way and then immediately turn around and do the exact opposite. Because that's the great story. Fuck you, man. Don't ruin a show because you don't know how to write. I don't even know. I don't know what what to say. Just the finale was overall disappointing. What you think, Sam? All right, monologue time. Logan's here. The finale. If you uh, if you look at it, Tyrion. Tyrion told them who to pick for king while he was in prison. How the fuck are you going to do that? Like, logically, like, uh, there's no way in hell we're going to Charles Manson to pick our next president. You know, like, it, we just... They were lacking on so much shit. Like, and don't get me wrong, I like that scene at the end. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. They're all sitting around, or they're all about to go in and have the uh, little circle and talk it out and can you hear me man they had to have a scene where Tyrion fucking fixes chairs like I'm not saying it wasn't kind of funny but the best you could do is kind of funny can you hear me bro oh. yeah I can hear you now man I don't know what the heck happened here earlier man cause I was trying to have 
Bay, go ahead and chime in because she is on the shits when it comes to Game of Thrones. That's my Game of Thrones ride or die buddy there. So I'm going to let her give a little fill in on how she felt. But man, I, I agree. I heard everything you said. I took my headphones out and uh, I kind of got, I lost you there so I couldn't chime in and talk. But yes, bro, it's wicked. I don't know what they were doing with that Tyrion switching church stuff either. I don't, I don't know. It was, I don't know, like I said. It was whack. It was, it was fucking stupid. Like, they just, every chance they had at redemption, like, let's make this a good show. No, they turn, like, Daenerys goes batshit crazy for, like, and don't get me wrong, she has some psychological reasons, like, to go batshit crazy. And she's shown in the past, she had the potential for it, but she'd always done shit in the name of being just. And then, what, you kill two of her advisors? Like, she's never been through this shit? Like, her life hasn't been hard? Like, little girl. This is Daenerys fucking Targaryen, the woman who walked out of fire with three fucking dragons. Like, you gonna tell me she just suddenly turns into a bitch? Oh. Man, babe, what you have to say? What you have to say? So, the biggest problem is that they were offered two more seasons and... Is it's been clear now, you know, D turned it down because they've been handed the Star Wars franchise. So clearly that has something to do with it. But in terms of the way things went, kind of the theme of Game of Thrones is that no one's happy. I mean, we, first of all, the first time I watched it, and I've been watching it since the beginning, did not expect them to kill at our start. Did not see that coming at all. Then you get to Reigns of Cashmere, the Red Wedding. There's no way they're going to, you know, they offered them salt and bread. That's the rules of conduct. They're not going to murder the whole family. Nope, slaughter the entire fucking family. So kind of the theme of Games of Thrones is um, we're going to leave you completely and utterly miserable with the outcome. And I think that held true in a lot of ways. Could there have been better yeah if they take it more time but given the time that they had or the time they chose anyway I mean there isn't a whole lot they could do and uh, except for wrap shit up really quickly and they let you speculate as to what happened because how did they capture John Snow after he kills Daenerys does, does, does he tell on himself that's what everybody assumes that John goes and confesses his crime but Maybe the Unsullied weren't that far away, and then you have Drogon blow the fire for all of two and a half, three minutes to melt the chair. That would cause alarm that maybe the Unsullied ran into the room right after that, right after he flew off. And that's how they figured out. They leave you to infer a lot of shit in this season, and that's one of the people's main complaints. But a lot of it is still true to what they did in the past it just wasn't executed as well like the t- uh, I think you said about Tyrion and the chairs well the first time Tyrion is hand of the king there's a scene with them in the Red Council that where is everyone going to sit and then when Tywin Lannister takes over and becomes hand of, the, hand of the king he moves all the chairs so that he's the only one at the head and Cersei comes in and moves her chair so that she's closer to him um, and then Ty- uh, Tyrion yeah no no you're right him. I definitely so, forgot about some of those scenes yeah so it's um, so I saw a clip the other day um, that someone did on Twitter of 
one second from every episode in the entire series and people are really disappointed in the overall outcome but I think that's part of the the thing of Game of Thrones no one's going to be happy with what happens right we were mm-hmm. happy when they killed Jon Snow and we there were people who weren't happy when they brought him back we weren't happy with the decision Rob Stark made we weren't happy when they killed him we weren't happy with Rickon running a straight route instead of a <laughs> at least a, a bump and go or something like you're not happy with anything they choose to do and the few fleeting moments of happiness they give you they turn around and then punch you in the gut and I think that's they stay true to that they just just shoved it into six episodes yeah and I mean like part of it is uh, everybody likes the story more than they like the ending like because in the end I was having that conversation earlier like you're not going to be happy about the ending. I just think this was one of the like least well executed. In- like, don't get me wrong, the cinematography was incredible. Like, yeah. they had everything as good as they possibly could. It just seemed like the writers, I don't know, like they turned John into kind of like he, he was Daenerys's underling like the whole time. And like, yeah, you can attribute that to love, but the whole time up to this, he's been his own man and done what like done what he thought was right and the only time he really stood up and stopped anything was he stopped that guy from raping uh the one woman during the while Daenerys was burning King's Landing well John's character flaw or John's issue is that John has always done the absolute moral thing and because they do turn Daenerys into this mad queen the right thing for Jon to do no matter how hard it is is to stop her and Mm -hmm. the only way to stop her that Jon can endure and the only way that Jon can stop her in the last episode is to kill her now if we had two more seasons then we could have a whole Targaryen versus Targaryen season and you know, let the people vote and Daenerys and John can fight it out in a political way. But they literally gave us one episode for John to make a decision. They gave, the, and that's a lot of people was like, well, why does Varys, the master of whispers, all of a sudden show all his cards? Well, he only had um, a half a scene to get it done. We see him <laughs> debating with Tyrion on Dragon's Inn, and then. That's it. Over episodes over, and they cut to the next episode where he's writing the letter, and it's a, it's subtle. And if you aren't watching, or you don't go back and watch it, the whole conversation with him and the little girl is she works in the kitchen. They've been trying to poison the eggs, so it's like, why isn't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? They are doing it. They're just doing it really quickly, or they're making you infer that it's being done. I think the biggest upsetment for me or like the biggest reason I'm upset with it is like what you were saying it, it, they leave it to inference and up to this point they they covered every intricate little detail even in season 6 and 7 they were really good about well we need these small little details to drive the plot forward rather than okay well we're gonna mention it lightly in conversation or we're gonna give you a throwback to an old season like it just felt 
rushed and poorly done. Yeah. And and that's and and the thing is, if they even if they had to take in the ten episodes and not the two extra seasons to finish that, even if they would have did gave you ten episodes, they'd had more time to flush things out. Now I know mm-hmm. a lot of people's complaint is that the long night was only one episode, but quite frankly, the amount of suspense and anxiety of the long night I couldn't have stood it for two episodes I had to smoke a blunt after I watched that and I watched it like 1am I was stressed as fuck like shit and then everyone's like it was harder to kill the mountain than it was to kill the night king cause the night king had a built in witness it's basically superman and kryptonite you know from Mm -hmm. the get go because they created him with dragon glass dragon glass and valyrian steel are the yeah, they, they talked it out. It wasn't you like create a weakness for a zombie. The mountain was the first zombie ever. In I am a little disappointed just in like their strategic thinking on that episode. You've got too many really good or really intelligent people to a put everybody in the crypts and not take the dead out when John's seen them raise the dead. But the wildly think about it, John never. John and Tormon know that happened, and all the wildlings know that happened. But there's never a point within where John them John explains that hey, this guy can yeah. raise the dead because they clearly didn't include it in the battle plan, right? That as no, no, like that's what I mean. Is like it just seems like the writers didn't think about oh, stuff yeah. like that. Aaron uh, Greyjoy um, in an interview. They asked him how come he's so deadly with the scorpion when he kills the serious, and then in the last episode he can't hit, and he's like, because it was convenient. That was his answer to the interview. Like yeah. they definitely made a lot of choices where we're like, we're just gonna forget or hope that you forget, or we're just gonna ignore the fact that we made this a thing once upon a time because of how good they were up till now. And I don't feel like any of the prophecies we we ever got anything when it came to the prophecies because like the who was the prince promise? Wasn't it Cersei? Uh, Cersei with her three kids and then she died. Like that's the closest we got. Yeah, yeah. And then, but I mean, they never. But she ends up being pregnant. They never got that. They they kind of because like George R. R. Martin stuff. They didn't ever announce that Jon Snow was the Targaryen. That was never right. touched it upon was never in the book. Public. Not like, shit the bed on a lot of things these last couple seasons. Like, the more you dive into it, the more you, like, look at it. Like, they, uh, there was so much room for improvement. Definitely. And I think, that, like I said, I think the problem is that you see these flaws in other seasons and episodes if you go back and really look at them. Because if you think about Arya's training as a faceless man, we we see her use or tra- actually train to use the face twice or no once. Yeah, she turned into a twice. badass overnight. We don't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like. And uh, the weight was like whooping her ass until it came to the final scene when she slashes out the candle and fights in the dark. But before then, up until that point, she's subpar. Mm-hmm. She's losing she's every fight. She's in training. She 
Like, we don't see how she gets so good at disappearing and reappearing in places and sneaking up on people. So they leave you to infer that she got that good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's part of the difference between doing a TV series. Like, uh, if I'm being honest, part of that's the difference between doing a TV series and writing a book. Because, like, when you write a book, you got 3,000 pages to describe out every little detail. And when you do an hour-long TV show, like, yeah. Arya's training could be an entire TV show by itself. There's, like, shit. If you go look at the arrow, there's, like, fucking a season and a half of his shit. It's just training and getting better. Like, you could easily argue that any one of these characters could have entire series dedicated to them. Exactly. And so... And I, like I said, that's one of the things of the, the transference of books to, to, to media is that you're always going to lose something. And then um, it's it's still a part of the theme of Game of Thrones because there are plenty of fan fiction accounts and things or things that you seem like could have been done. They're like, yeah, that would have worked. But how many people would that have made happy? It would have made a lot of people happy. Then it's not really Game of Thrones. Because Game of Thrones is known for devastating you. And I was devastated. They don't give a fuck about our feelings. They don't. And I was devastated by them killing Daenerys. I actually, I'm a little disappointed they didn't kill more people. I feel like there's too many Stark happy endings. I was a little, yeah, like, honestly, everyone, it felt kind of Marvel-esque at the end. Like, you knew none of the Starks were going to die. You knew, like, you knew Tyrion was going to make it. You figured the other Lannisters would die, but you knew Tyrion was going to be fine because he's everybody's favorite. Like, they, it went, because, like, like you said, you didn't know, it, like, I guess uh, Ned Stark was going to die from the get-go just because he was my favorite character and everybody had told me. If you like somebody, they're probably gonna die in Game of Thrones. Right, and by the end, who did we love most? We loved the Starks, and it was it was really a battle between your love for Daenerys and your love for the Starks. And at the end of the day, like Sam and I had a whole conversation that at the end of the day, Daenerys was really a foreigner. Like she spent what two months in Westeros? Like she was born and literally swept away. She grew up, you know, in the South. She grew up in, what, Essos or Bravos or whatever. So, yeah, you know, it's... I mean, it's kind of... It's ridiculous, because in history, that like, I remember that shit uh, when I was in high school, learning about, like, people who their their father or whatever got exiled after they, the new group take over, and then they'd be exiled, and the kid would come over and come back and kick ass and then steal the throne back, and it's... Oh, yeah, like that's, that's all of you know, English history, the Tudors and yeah. Henrys and Charleses. But I think yeah. the thing is is that, is that if you think about it, the Starks the Starks um, joined Rob's Rebellion because the Mad King burned the father and the brother. And then in the end, you have the Lannisters who, who, you know, shoved Bran out the window and then dismantled the family by holding Sansa hostage and everything. So you always, I think it was always meant to be um, a redemption story for the Starks. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it was, it, no, it, I agree. Because the whole see what George does with it, because according to George and everything I've read, other than a few side characters, he's given kind of give them an outline for the book, and they didn't steer too far from the outline he gave them. So basically, you know, George kills a few less people, I think. And, and leaves a few others like I know in the books uh, Callan Stark is actually alive she just can't talk mm-hmm. so I-, I think my biggest problem with like the entirety of Game of Thrones is in that long night episode how the fuck is Grey Wolf survive cause he I'm not the only one. a consummate badass Yo, yeah, yeah 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 but that was a wall that had just walked through the entire Dothraki army, shows up, and somehow, without showing it on screen, he fights through, like, an entire wall that's moving towards him of dead people. I don't know. That part That I part got me. That's one of the things. The army of the dead was strange because you have some of them that had weapons, and that was new. None of the ones we see south of or north what is it yeah north of the wall um have weapons there's a few that have you know sledgehammers or something i think you see them kind of dragging but a lot yeah, of yeah you see some of the wildlings with their weapons and that was yeah. strange but then if you think about when you see podrick jamie and brianne pinned up with their back against the wall and they've got a horde of them coming at them i think the mm-hmm. thing is that they come in a wave and they it looks like they're overtaking you, but they aren't killing. Like, it takes... Because, I mean, everyone's got on armor, so... Yeah, it's not know, like, like zombies. They, they like, they're not just of, one bite and they kill you. But I, I don't know. It was that and the fact that the entire Dothraki army is back. The literal yeah, next episode. Yeah, like, did, you watch their entire fight. lights go out. You watch the... They, get, they give you that right. big hopeful like, moment where everybody's got their sword on fire. And they drive forward, and then they get beaten to a like annihilation. Like yeah. none of them so are left. Jorah, yeah, Jorah and several. I think it'll be a handful of Dothraki come so back. Like Ten to twenty. Yeah. Kind of like stuff running away. Definitely not as many as we see riding in on horseback um, uh-huh. at the end. Yeah, that was. Well, there's more of them than the Unsullied almost in that final, uh, in the final two episodes. Wasn't doesn't like add up any of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it was probably, you know, how they film things. They probably didn't film things in order because that's just not how filming works. So they probably filmed all the scenes with the Dothraki horde at one time. And so they, they forget to, you know, chop it out in the final ending because they, you know, they just got all the extras and you film them all at one time so you can get them all set at one time. Mm-hmm. what ends up happening because I mean clearly they had some editing issues yeah I mean uh, like it wouldn't be a problem if they hadn't been so good in the past yeah that so was kind of a testament to how great they were that we're upset about mediocre yes definitely definitely and then we can and then all we have really have to hang our hats on is cinematography yeah but I guess that's, I mean, as someone who has, 
who was a True Blood fan and a die-hard reader of the books. At least it wasn't as big a letdown as True Blood. <laughs> um, at least, it, I mean, I didn't watch Breaking Bad, but apparently that ending sucked as well. And at least it wasn't as bad as Lost. Like, in the history of greatest uh, TV series ever, it, it still, I think it still holds number one. I don't know. I think Tom and Jerry kicked their ass. <laughs> I think Tom and Jerry's kicked everybody's ass. Except for the fact that when Tom and Jerry started talking. Never mind. Tom and Jerry sucks now. Fuck. Anyway, man, I feel like Aaron B there. Y'all went on ahead and took that away, man. That's, that's he great. That. He probably did, man. They're probably doing some push-ups. So I gave me time to be a daddy duty. But yeah, man. Hell yeah. It was a pretty freaking cool episode. Pretty, pretty cool. I definitely thank her for talking. It was fun as hell. Yes, sir. Uh... Well, shoot, man, I guess that's a def- that's a whole episode in itself. <laughs> yeah, that's a wrap right there. We got an NBA episode. Uh, me and your wife talking about Game of Thrones for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, sir, but hey, it's overdue, man. We, we got to get... Oh, yeah. We got to get like uh, to, the, uh, to the Game of Thrones, bro. So that's good. We got there's a lot of Game of Thrones people. We got the tags. People, man. We're going to get some listens off of this one. Mm-hmm. Well, man, I had fun. Uh, I hope you had fun. Yes, sir. This has been it. <laughs> SLA and chill. Yeah, bro. All right. Peace.